Mr. K24 Radio, oh yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Okie dokie, holy moly, hunky dory. What is going on? It is Mr. K24 Radio, yo. How are you? Beautiful Sunday morning, lovely Sunday. It is the seventh day of the month of February, the year of our Lord's 2021. That's right, that's what time it is. What's my name? My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. And um, I tell you what, it is always a delight to have you stop by to check out, check us out on Mr. K24 Radio. That's right. That's where it is going down. Make no mistake about it. It is Mr. K24 Radio up in here coming at you big time. Thanks a lot once again for stopping by to check us out on Mr. K24 Radio. It's going to be a chit-chat update right here, bringing you news, making stories, and of course delivering them onto you in a not-so-newsy way that you used to. But a Mr. K24 radio style up in here. So that's pretty much what's there for you on Mr. K24 radio. That's right. I mean, why make a podcast if nobody's listened to it? I know you're listening to my podcast, which is why I make another podcast every single day. Once again, thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate that. Now, let's take the show on the road. Let's rock and roll, baby. Now, let me quickly start by condemning the incredible stupidity in sharing the grisly videos of a bunch of masked men, supposedly terrorists, or witch doctors involved in beheading of living human beings, either to strike terror into other human beings or for diabolical human sacrifices. It is the most insane thing to do. A friend of mine sent me one of those about uh, a week ago uh, of a plus-size, fair-skinned, very beautiful woman not just being beheaded but being butchered by three masked men who spoke in pidgin English and they seemed to laugh what they were doing. I have not been able to eat meat for a week now. I barely just managed to eat meat, um, to, to eat fish these days. That's right. I mean... That's basically what I do now. Now, when we, when we say viewer discretion is advised, it is for a reason. In the mainstream media, when we say viewer discretion is advised, it is for a very positive reason. You do not send such pictures to anyone. I mean, you want something to go viral? All right. That's the way you could send it. This was on WhatsApp, by the way. This couldn't have been anywhere on, on, on Facebook, nobody would have seen that because Facebook would have censored it straight off. And I'm not here making a case against WhatsApp, what they do, what they allow. But what I'm saying is that we should show more discretion before we send videos like that to other human beings like us. Now, the dude is a guy I respect pretty well, but I told him, he said, no, no, don't you never, never ever again send me gory pictures like those ones whatever it is we're trying to make out of it apparently you did not make that point anymore because it was just too grisly to see 
Like I said, I can barely even bear to see meat now. You know, it, it was that bad. It was horrible. All right, so let's get straight back into uh, the other news, making the other stories, making the news. Guess who's talking again? It is the Honorable Minister for Information and Culture. Y'all know him pretty well, don't you? I'm talking about Elijah Lai Muhammad. That's right. He urges Nigerians to resist divisive agenda. Really? Now, the Minister of Information and Culture, Elijah Lai Muhammad, on Saturday called on Nigerians to resist any agenda designed to cause division and instability in the country. The minister made a call while speaking on a radio program monitored by the news agency of Nigeria, NAN, in Lagos. He urged them not to allow anyone or group of people play on the security challenges in the country to pit them against one another. Mohammed said the country's security challenges were surmountable, urging the citizens to refrain from statements and rhetorics that could exacerbate the situation. Now, we're calling on all Nigerians to resist any agenda by anybody to threaten the unity and peaceful coexistence in the country. We have always lived together peacefully for as long as Chaucer's, Yorubas, Igbos, Fulanis, and so on. And we have always resolved our differences amicably. So I want to urge our political and religious leaders, particularly, to be careful about what they say. Now, we should be doing things that could help address the security challenges of the country and that we have not making statements capable of worsening the situation, the minister said. He said he also warned against portraying the herders, farmers' clashes in parts of the country as part of plans by one ethnic group to subjugate the other. Now, he said that um, farmers and herders had always had disagreements and community leaders in the affected areas had always found ways of resolving the issues. The minister said there was the need for communities to go back to the old ways of settling disputes between herders and farmers, uh, you know, for peace to reign. Mohammed said the federal government was committed to the protection of all citizens and would not side with any particular people against the other. Now, on the issue of banditry and insurgency, Mohammed said the government was doing its best to address the problems. He said the security agencies had recorded remarkable successes against bandits and terrorists, and of course called on Nigerians to support them not to do more, actually, not to support them not to do more, to support them to do more. Now, if we look at where we were, and where we are now, we will see that a lot has been achieved. And though the challenges are still there, the government won't rest until the problems are over. I want to call on citizens to continue to support the government and our security agencies to achieve more, he said. Now, it, it sounds good, right? Because it is coming from you now, Alhajalai Muhammad. Now, why don't we just take our minds back for a second? Some folks hit me for this, but we cannot totally blot away the past just so we can pamper the present. If the same lie, Muhammad, if the situations that now prevail in the country were here before 2015, now y'all know what lie, Muhammad, would have been out there saying. He would have been saying stuff 
that would be far different from what it is saying now. All the promises that they promised during the campaigns, where are the answers? And let me quickly ask you one more question, Alhajjalai Muhammad. What in the world happens to trader money? Tell me about it, please. Now, before the last election, uh, you know, the vice president, you know, his, ex- ex- his excellency, that's right, the vice president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, uh, Yami Oshibajo, he was out there at the various markets in different parts of the different parts of the country sharing the so-called trader money which in reality was actually vote by and being done actively by the number two citizen of the country now if you guys like Muhammad can tidy up your acts I do not think that um, you will have to spend so much time trying to tell Nigerians what we already know if we want to be on each other's neck before now would have been at it already somehow nigerians know what they are doing okay well i don't know how you guys pretty much go to sleep and um, you know you say you stay strong while at while at it and then you wake up in the morning and then you plan to tell us that everything is under control when that is actually far from the fact of the situation now we got more stories coming through right here now let's talk about COVID-19 for crying out loud. That's what everyone should be talking about, right? All right, let's go for it. COVID-19, Nigeria records 1,624 new cases, 10 deceased, 1,190 discharged patients. Lagos State has recorded, that's right, the highest number of COVID-19 cases in the data released by the Nigeria Center for Disease Control, NCDC, on Friday night. In a record made available, the unit said 22 states and the Federal Capital Territory had new cases, while Lagos recorded 535, Plateau had 183 new cases, followed by Oshim, which had a data of 98 new cases. The NCDC in further data shows that Akwaibam recorded 85, FCT 83, Ondo 77, Nasarawa 72, Edo 69, Oyo 63, Rivers 52, Taraba 48. Other states include Ogun 44, Bronu and Kwara 31, Ekiti 30, Benue 25, Kanwani and Niger 21, Kaduna 18, Abia 15, Delta 10, Bielsa 7, and of course Zamfara 6. The record given by the units left the nation in a total record of 1,624 new cases. The center disclosed that 10 new death cases were added to the death record of 1,631, leading to 1,641. Now, meanwhile, 1,190 patients were confirmed discharged following their treatment and confirmation to the treatment response beautiful beautiful that's a beautiful part of the you know grisly story of covid19 now still talking about covid19 what else is there to talk about these days huh? nigeria qualified for pfizer vaccine but limited doses were available that's coming from the world health organization who 
has clarified misleading reports claiming that Nigeria was disqualified from accessing the um, uh, Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. The WHO Regional Director for Africa, Mashediso Moeti, has said the organization allocated 320,000 doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine to four African countries, Cape Verde, Rwanda, South Africa, Tunisia, excluding Nigeria. Nigeria submitted a proposal to be supplied the vaccine being donated by COVAX facility, the vaccine component of the Access to COVID-19 Tools Act accelerator. Moiti noted that the process of selecting the four countries was challenging, adding that supplies were limited. Now, but some newspapers, you know, not alleged.com, erroneously reported her saying Nigeria was disqualified from accessing the vaccine doses. Now, in a statement issued by the WHO country representative in Nigeria, Dr. Walter Kazadi Mulumbo, he said the organization has not disqualified any country in Africa from accessing COVID 19 vaccines through the COVAS facility, but rather it is supporting all countries to assess vaccines as quickly as possible. Currently, all countries on the continent are expected to start accessing the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccines by the end of February. The vaccine is under review by the WHO for emergency use, listing the outcomes is expected soon, he said. Now, of the 88 million AstraZeneca doses allocated to African countries for the first phase, Malumbu stated that Nigeria has received by far the largest allocation, with 16 million doses. He stated that Nigeria's proposal to access the vaccine doses was successful, but it was not feasible to spread the limited doses across all the 51 countries deemed ready. He noted that such move might actually not achieve the intended public health benefit. Now, in addition to the AstraZeneca doses, uh, there is an initial limited volume of Pfizer vaccine available through COVAX. The WHO boss said demand for the initial allocation of 1.2 million Pfizer doses was exceptionally high. COVAX received interest from 72 countries around the world of which 51 countries were considered by the review committee as ready. Nigeria was among these countries and of course 18 countries in total were finally chosen to receive initial Pfizer doses. On the African continent has the 18 January deadline. COVAS received 13 submissions and a multi-agency committee evaluated the proposals of which nine were recommended as ready to deploy the Pfizer vaccine including Nigeria. Unfortunately, it was not feasible to provide each of these countries the doses due to a number of factors including the limited capacity for Pfizer to handle many countries at once, therefore spreading the limited doses across all the 51 countries deemed ready could not have been, you know, achieved the intended public health benefit. After epidemiological data was taken into account, the, division, the decision was taken to proportionally balance the number of SEF financing and AMC participants as well as participants across all the WHO regions. There are six of such regions. Now, still talking about the vaccine, coronavirus in Tanzania, the country that is rejecting the vaccine for months. Tanzania's government has insisted the country 
was free from COVID-19, so there are no plans for vaccination. The fear is that amidst the denial, there are many more unacknowledged victims of this highly contagious virus week after week. Uh, Peter, not uh, really his real name, arrived home from work with a dry cough and loss of taste. He was taken to the hospital where he died within hours. He had not been tested for COVID. But then according to Tanzania's government, which has not published data of the coronavirus for months, the country is COVID-19 free. That there is little testing and no plans for a vaccination program in the East African country. It is nearly impossible to gauge the true extent of the virus and only a small number of people are officially allowed to talk about the issue. Now, recent public statements have hinted that at a different reality at um, a time when some citizens like Peter's wife are quietly mourning at the deaths of family members suspected to have had the virus. Several Tanzania families have had similar experiences but have chosen not to speak out, fearing retribution from the government. Now, the British government has banned all travelers arriving from Tanzania, while the US has warned against going to the country because of coronavirus. Vaccine disputes since June last year, when President John Magufuli declared the country COVID-19 free, he, along with other top government officials have mocked the efficacy of masks, doubtative testing works, and teased the neighboring countries which have imposed health measures to curb the virus. Mr. Magufuli has also warned, without providing any evidence, that COVID-19 vaccines could be harmful and has instead been urging Tanzanians to use steam inhalation and herbal medicines, neither of which have been approved by the World Health Organization as treatments. It is unclear why the president has expressed such skepticism about the vaccines, but he recently said that Tanzanians should not be used as guinea pigs. Now, if the white man was able to come up with vaccinations, he should have found a vaccination for AIDS, cancer, and TB by now, said Mr. Magufuli, who has often cast himself as standing up to Western imperialism. The WHO disagrees, actually. Vaccines work, and I encourage the Tanzanian government to prepare for a COVID vaccination campaign, said Dr. Mashadeza Mwete, the WHO's Africa director, adding that the organization has ready, was ready to support the country. But Health Minister Dorothy Kwajima reiterated Mr. Magufuli's stance on vaccines, adding that the ministry had his own procedure on how to receive any medicines and will do so after we have satisfied ourselves with the product. She made the comments at a press briefing this week at which an official demonstrated how to make a smoothie using ginger onions, lemons and pepper. The drink is said without providing evidence which could help prevent catching coronavirus. We must improve our personal hygiene, wash hands, with running water and soap, use handkerchiefs, herbal steam, exercise, eat nutritious food, drink plenty of water, use natural remedies that our nation is endowed with, Dr. Kwanjima said. Now, what an interesting story that is actually. Now, I'm just thinking, you know, basically that um, 
the Tanzanian situation is something that requires, I think, a great deal more scrutiny, actually. Let's not just wave them off with the back of our hands. There could be some authenticity in what they are saying. Their stance about the situation should not be called stupid by any measure. You know, whether you want to say it is stupid in a very subtle form, or you want to say it outright, let's not just discountenance what the Tanzanian government and Mr. Magufuli feels about the situation. Let's, let's look at it this way. He bears the ultimate responsibility for what happens to the people of Tanzania. If there are genuine efforts by the Tanzanian scientists to come up with a solution to this problem, by all means, I think the WHL should pretty much assist them to go that way if that's how they want to go about it. Okay, so let's not just fold our, fold our arms and just sit back and wait and for some vaccines to come. Now, whether or not coronavirus is indeed here in Africa or not, it is no longer an issue. The reality is that there is coronavirus here, even in Benin. Okay, yesterday, that Saturday evening, I, I met with a friend of mine. I've not seen him for for a while now, for quite a while now. But uh, you let me just say, if I say a while, that's going to sound like years. Not not actually. The last time I saw him was was about three months ago. I saw him this evening, and he uh, looked a bit emaciated. Um, I was like, dude, what's going on, mate? You back to walking out, jogging all over the place again? Uh, at what age? At what? Fifty-six years old now? Dude said to me, man, I just got discharged from the hospital, uh, from uh, you know the COVID-19 isolation center. That's talking about the Stella Obasanjo Hospital, right here in Benicia, Edo State Capital. The dude had a video of many of the things that happened while he was in there, and it was quite an eye-opener. There is actually COVID-19 on the African continent, in case you've been doubting. So, but the Tanzanian example is something, like I mentioned moments ago, that requires a bit more scrutiny. It would be great if some African country or some African scientist can come up with a solution this COVID-19. I mean, what is wrong in having an African answer to this global menace? That's food for thought as far as I'm concerned. Let's see what more we got. And of course, um, chit-chat update, news update will be over right here and now. Matter of fact, it is over with a Tanzanian story. I want to say thanks a lot to everyone for stopping by to check out this podcast. We appreciate, you know, your company. We appreciate your sacrifice, you know, by way of stopping by to check out our podcast. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you. More than words can say. If I had the, the talent of writing a song, I guess I could have written a song and titled it More Than Words. There was actually a song like that made, but we're not talking songs right here, are we? Alright, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm out of time. And of course, I'm out of here. Bye. Uh, my name is Mr. K. Folks call me the Cool K. What a pleasure it's been having you on the show.
Mr. K24 Radio. Oh yeah.